Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to The Deep Dive. I'm Chris Pajak. That man there is the legend that is Josh Williams and we're here to talk about everybody's favourite Brighton midfielder, Alexis McAllister. A um, little bit of background on him first and foremost. Then he's 24 years old. He was born in Santa Rosa. Plays a midfielder for Brighton. Currently started his playing career at Argentinos Junior where Brighton spotted him in 2019. He started as an attacking midfielder, a bit of a playmaker for Argentinos but has adapted to playing almost every position in the middle of the park, uh, performing at Brighton mainly as a centre midfielder, contributing in both attacking and defensive areas on the pitch. Some of his best qualities are his tactical awareness, detecting spaces and disrupting how the other team want to defend or build out from the back. Uh, he tends to perform on the left-hand side of the pitch, despite being right-footed and operates between the lines and the spaces provided by the width of Brighton's system that was put in place under Graham Potter and the Zerbi has brought uh, even more out of form. There's a number 10. McAllister has great technical skills when receiving in those positions, which I find interesting when you think of him playing in that sort of advanced eight sort of pseudo 10 role. And he's great at destructuring the defensive plan of the opposition. Uh, his injury record is absolutely brilliant. Have you looked into his injury records? I actually haven't. Wow. That's one element I haven't. Okay. So, um, he hasn't had an injury in, since the 2021 season where he missed three games with a virus, which it was 2020, so I think we all know what virus that one probably was. <laughs> uh, and he missed one game with a back injury. Since then, he missed three league games this season, two of which were after an extended break post the World Cup. And one game was for picking up too many yellow cards where he was suspended. Um, he's been a pretty much ever-present in Brighton the entire way through it. In fact, his start this season, 28 of 30 in the Premier League, Josh. Uh, subbed off four times over those 28 starts. He's... Uh, he played 86, 82, 87 and 72 minutes. So he totally missed 33 minutes uh, when he was subbed off uh, over 28 starts and has completed a full 90 on 24 occasions in the Premier League this season, which sounds to me very Genie Wijnaldum. I don't know whether that sounds like that to you. Yeah, yeah, it does. And I think he's he, he's got similar ways about him as well, hasn't he, in terms of the way he plays the game and the fact that he can get out of tight spaces. He never really loses the ball particularly much. Unless you're shooting. Unless he's shooting, yeah. But uh, yeah, it does sound very one album in terms of like robustness and, and playing every week and even playing on the left side of the midfield. 
Yeah, and that's it, isn't it? I think we're going to probably look at him, I would guess, maybe for one of these two positions and probably more weighted to this yeah. position at the moment. Is that something you agree with? And is Kurt Jones under threat here if we do go ahead and sign him? Yeah, I think he is. I think, I, you know, I've liked watching Curtis Jones lately and we, we have spoke about him, but I think that would that would probably be McAllister's role. I, I will say, though, I think, you know, if, if you look at the midfield department as, like, three different areas like that, you've basically got... Your holding midfielders mm -hmm. who are kind of like generally responsible for build-up play and defensive activity really aren't they regaining the ball and stuff like that then you've got these players in this bracket who yeah. are like your box-to-box -box players who just kind of do bits of everything and then you've got these players in the number 10 bracket who are responsible for like creating linking in small spaces technical ability and things like that the really versatile and complete players c can do all three. You think of Stephen Gerrard, did all three throughout his career, ended up here, didn't he? There at Rafa, there with Julier. Paul Scholes, I think, has done bits of it. Um, and I think McAllister is another one. I don't, I don't think he can do this on his own, but he's, he's a player who can just basically play within the centre of the pitch, obviously, but all across your midfield, really, and, and help out. Absolutely. Um, so if we get into some of the stats from him in this season, um, I mentioned slightly earlier that, you know, uh, I had a bit of a laugh at his shooting and I've watched pretty much every shot he's taken in the Premier League <laughs> this season. And when I say pretty much, I mean, I have watched every shot he's taken in the Premier League this season using the wonderful Y-Scout. Um, <laughs> and he misses a lot of shots, but he takes a lot of shots as well. Um, what I find interesting, he's averaging 2.66 shots per 90. Um, he tends to get into sort of this area of the field here and wait for the ball quite often or dribble himself into the D and take his shots from there. Um, that's where he's sort of round and about is his sort of area. Anywhere around this sort of area here is where Alexis McAllister likes to take his shots from. Now, a lot of those get blocked. A lot of them go high and wide. Obviously, he does knock them in as well. Uh, I think he scored is it 11 goals this season. Um, I think Two penalties in there, six penalties. No, it's 10 goals, sorry. Six penalties, four open play, one assist. So he's got 11 uh, goals and assists on the season so far from those 30 appearances in the Premier League. Um, you've obviously had a look at FB Ref, mate. Is there anything that you've sort of highlighted that springs to mind to show people um, or, or sort of narrate or describe how, what type of a player he is? Well, it is sticky because usually FB Ref would kind of highlight, obviously in, in, the, in the bright green, if he shows out as a bit of an outlier in comparison to his peers. One of the things with McAllister, though, is he's played half the season as a double six, half the season as a number ten, so he, it's difficult to compare him. It's it's like who you're comparing them to. It's, I suppose it's a bit like when someone starts on the left hand side on a heat map and then moves over to the right hand yeah. side, and then it's it's blared all the way across the pitch, and you can't really tell. Yeah, I mean we spoke about Mount a few months ago, didn't we? And one of the things with Mount is last season, for example, he scored ten Premier League goals, registered ten assists, and I remember saying at the time like. If, if, if you're judging Mount as a forward and he's scoring 10 Premier League goals, you're a bit like, a bit more than that, please, mate. If he's a centre mid, if he's an eight, and he's delivering 10 goals and 10 assists, suddenly it's like, OK, that's that's more than enough that we need. That's like, you know, Frank Lampard levels. So it's difficult to determine what McAllister is, really. And within Liverpool's current, current system, this kind of 3 two, 5 he is probably more of an offensive number eight slash 10, mm -hmm. rather than like a holding midfielder. So... In that sense, um, 
he is kind of like a com completes a lot of his passes, keeps the ball a lot good for retention high up the pitch, which is again something that Curtis Jones has offered lately. Doesn't really lose the ball very much. Um, lots of pressing, despite not being the most. I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't look at him and think he was like a defensive monster, would you? He doesn't really look like that kind of player. Looks like a bit of a luxury uh, number ten kind of type, but he's more than willing to put a foot in. Yeah, absolutely. I think when you compare him against the attacking wingers and uh, attacking midfielders and wingers, his stats still come out looking really good. Um, obviously, his pass completion is very high on the season. It's around 86%. I think we were looking at Kurt Jones the other week and it, he's around the 90% mark, so yeah. maybe slightly down on that, but maybe plays more risky passes. Uh, he's obviously had more game time this season as well than Curtis Jones, which obviously comes into it. Um, but, yeah, I think when you, when you look at... Um, his shots and stuff like that and his tackles, he's still ranked really highly. You know, successful take-ons, for example, he's top 1%. Um, top 4% in touches, top 1% in touches in the defensive third, um, top 8% in tackles and all this type of stuff. And he does show highly in, in all those categories. When you compare him with just straight-up midfielders, he's pretty much top 1% for shots and goals and, and all those types of things as well but the eyeball test is important as well isn't it and I think a lot of Liverpool fans and a lot of fans of other teams have watched a lot of Brighton this season so we're all in a good position to be able to yeah. tell you how we think he is or who he is And but also the World Cup's helped us with that hasn't it because slightly different role during the World Cup but you know massively important nonetheless for Argentina as they lifted it. Yeah, well, he initially started the World Cup as a, as a bench option, didn't he? And just gradually he kind of established himself as, as deserving of a start. And then World Cup final, he's, he's a fixed starter alongside Enzo Fernandez. And I think this is this is the, one of the beauties of him as a player. And again, it goes back to a little bit similar to Wijnaldum in the sense that he can just kind of be whatever you want him to be in a way, in a, in a tactical sense, specifically in, in the middle of the pitch. Not specifically defensive third or or necessarily the final third, but within that middle third, if you want to be a controller for you and, and keep the ball and do a little bit of what Thiago does in terms of dictating the game for you and stuff, he can do that with ease. He never really loses the ball. He can receive the ball under pressure and stuff. If you want to move a little bit higher and create chances and get shots away, deliver some goals and things like that, you can do that as well. So really well-rounded player, and uh, I think you can see that watching him. But in comparison to Wayne Allen, no who we have spoken about in the past as not so much of a data player in terms of shining in specific departments. McAllister seems to have Wijnaldum elements about him while also showing up as a player who's doing a lot of the numbers as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the things that I think that he gives us is tactical flexibility, Josh. And I don't, yeah. know, I don't know your thoughts on this, but like, I think Jürgen's going into next season with this formation that we're doing now, with Trent Alexander-Arnold being this player here and moving him from the right back. We don't need to show that anymore. Everybody's seen enough of that and watched enough Liverpool now to fully understand and get their head around what Liverpool are doing. But mm. if, for example, it doesn't work, I don't think Alexis McAllister is a problem if you yeah. were to sign him and you change back to a 4-3-3. Whereas I do think with somebody like a Mason Mount, you might find a bit more of a struggle for Mount to get into the side in a 4-3-3. Because exactly what you said a minute ago, mate, maybe doesn't have the numbers that you want from a wing forward. And is he a good enough eight to be able to play in that? Whereas if you go back to a 4-3-3 formation here, and I don't know why I took McAllister and put him at right back. Um, <laughs> but no, of, of course, you could play him in could you play him in any of them, or would you look at exclusively the eights? I would look at the eights, yeah. But again, if, if we was to do 
what me and you have been saying Klopp's going to do since the dawn of time, mate, by going through a, a double pivot. Again, he can do that. He's done that with Moise Casado for, for most of the season. Um, people are talking about Liverpool needing this kind of left-back, left-sided centre-back hybrid profile, which is fine. But if you get that player in and then you don't do the 3 two, 5 it's a bit trickier to integrate them and... If you're playing them as your left back, then they're staying back all the time, and it's not really Liverpool of old, where you've got Trent and Robertson down up the flanks and stuff. So, I agree with you in the sense that McAllister can just kind of play anywhere. Um, he's even got, at a stretch, false nine wigs about him. I think he, 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 honestly, he can do he can do a lot of stuff. He can do like what the, makes you say that? Just his ability to receive the ball under pressure is a, is a big thing. Um, obviously, that's one of Firmino's biggest strengths in terms of dropping into those number ten spaces with a centre back behind him. No space at all, and he, he just puts his foot on it, keeps it, and lays it off to someone around him. And I think in, on top of that, he just comes across to me as a really intelligent, clever player who just makes good decisions all the time. That's virtually, well, it's not impossible, but it's it's difficult to quantify that. And obviously, I don't know the fella, so, but he just, he just looks like he's Why not? <laughs> I wish I did, mate, to be honest. He can teach me a few things. But he, he just looks like that kind of intelligent player who's... A step ahead of most of the players on the pitch in terms of he already knows where the ball's going next and to be the false nine it's easier said than done but that's one of the reasons Gakpo was reportedly playing there ahead of Nunes for example because he Klopp keeps talking about how smart he is so I, I agree with you he can play virtually anywhere McAllister in the, in the midfield onwards so one of the things I wanted to ask you about, I've got some of his um, shot creating actions per 90 stats up here. And I, although I've been looking at stats for a long time, probably don't have a good enough knowledge of them to be able to tell you exactly what is a good figure or what is maybe a figure for a Liverpool midfielder or something like that for a shot creating action. But McAllister currently is creating 3.16 shot creating actions per 90. Mm. Now that to me sounds high. I'd be surprised if there were many other centre midfielders doing that. Maybe you could look at, you know, your Tiagos and, and and stuff like that. But is there any depth of knowledge that you've got here that could say, well, actually Liverpool's top shot creating actions on the course of this season is this guy and it's this many? Not necessarily. It's 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 not so much a department that I would look at specifically for what he's doing. I think he can do that if we need him to do it, and he, he can start impacting Liverpool's ability to score goals mm -hmm. if we need him to do it. Um, the, the number that you've just referenced is not particularly massive in any way. It's just kind of like, I suppose, middle of the road, really. Um, but again, it comes back to what you're buying him for and, and the expectations on his shoulders. Like, if we were to play the usual 4-3-3 and he was to play here, the fact he's delivering so many shot-creating actions below or above the average is a bit less of a thing because mm -hmm. of the nature of that role and how it's just kind of exclusively in the middle third almost. Um, but I think, again, coming back to it, the, the beauty of, of McAllister is that I, I do believe, like, put it this way, I'd, I'd bet that in certain games when there's a B fielding them as a 10 because, I don't know, someone's injured or whatever, he's probably delivered a, a lot more. Um, like, I've seen him, some of his shots, if you check his shot map for the season, they're not great shots in terms of locations. A lot of them are from far out. Um, you want them to be closer to goal. But I do think that stems from the fact, A, he's, he's attacking in nature, so he wants to deliver shots. And if he's playing in a double pivot, he's probably not going to get that close to goal to deliver good shots, if you know what I mean. But yeah. when he's playing as a 10, he hasn't played as much as a 10, but when he has, it has looked a little bit 
Gundogan, Wijnaldum, Deli Alli, Frank Lampard at times in terms of just sensing where the ball's going to drop, being in the right place at the right time and things like that. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And that's the thing that, I, that I'm interested in here. If we go back to this sort of four, uh, three, two, two, three, or whatever it is, it's this player in here. Yeah. And I think that's what you're talking about, the Gundogan role, isn't it? I mean, Gundogan's probably, right now, maybe the best in the world at doing that. I think Jack is doing a good job at it. We've spoken about it over the last uh, few weeks and stuff. But, you know, you'll have someone maybe a little bit more creative, sorry, in this role. You could maybe pick out somebody, but you use this guy to get an overload with this guy, maybe. Maybe it opens up space, maybe it's a shot. Who knows? But that, it's that sort of... I don't know the word for it... Um, for the role, for, no, the the the, the interlinking of the roles. You know, it's it's obviously you yeah. do this, I do this. So you synergy, go forwards, yeah. I go with synergy. That was the word I was looking for. Thank <laughs> you. Um, and that sort of fluidity that Liverpool are looking for at the moment. And I think Kate Jones is going to do a good job in that. But McAllister, in fact, let's bring the graphic up now. I've got um, shots per ninety versus tackles plus interceptions per ninety, um, and this sort of highlights. You know, a he's taken a lot of shots during the game. You can see him. Um, top 50% of the way up the charts, third name down, uh, Alexis McAllister there. Is, I think it's 2.66 uh, shots per 90, but also over three tackles and interceptions. And How long did it take you to make again? It took me two hours to make this <laughs> goddamn chart because <laughs> you showed me a programme that you could do it on and this is the first attempt that I had and I was like, what's happening when calling them and the help and all kinds of stuff? And he's like, yeah, you know, a couple of changes I'd make to that, Chris. And I was like, great, but that's took me two hours, so we're sticking with it. Um, that was beautiful, mate. It's, it's a minimum of 1,000 minutes, <laughs> Premier League midfielders. I've taken off all the really, really defensive ones uh, for the most part, but I left a couple on just to give you an idea of what they're doing, like the likes of Paulinho and Casemiro. Yeah. I've taken all the ones that are probably I classify myself as wingers off, uh, but I might have let a, left a couple on there as well. Um, but, you know, I mean, James Madison's taken a hell of a lot of shots per 90. 
um, and he's doing well in the tackles and interceptions. But him and Martin Odegaard, James Madison, McAllister, M Madison McAllister are almost the two outliers here, are they? Yeah, and to be honest, I'm entirely surprised by Mac Madison. I, I wouldn't have had him down as a defence. I'd have had him down as more, a bit more of a passenger, to be honest. But I think what we're trying to get at there, obviously, is, is the fact that McAllister has the attacking and the defensive side of the game to his profile. And obviously, Liverpool, Klopp tends to target those players, doesn't he? The, the well rounded um, centre mids who are just really adaptable and can basically do it all to a good level. If you think of like Wijnaldum and, and Bellingham and uh, players like that, Henderson, Milner, you know, Jack of all trades kind of players. Um, obviously, we've heard in the news recently, Josh, about this sort of release clause. Um, I don't know whether you've done, done any reading into it, but um, David Ornstein from The Athletic was reporting the other day that there is a mechanism <laughs> for the release of Alexis McAllister, which isn't your normal hit this fee, and it is, um, he, you can talk to him. It, it was pretty vague, to be honest. Very vague, yeah, i seen it. You did, yeah. So it was along the lines of... There is a mechanism if something happens that you might be able to talk to him if Brighton allow it. <laughs> Which sounds like if we accept your bid, you can talk to Alexis yeah, McAllister yeah. to me. It sounds a bit like a mad horoscope reading, doesn't it? Where yeah. no one's really actually saying anything, you're just leaving it kind of open to the I've heard that it's not a release clause. <laughs> I'm going to fill in the gaps with some of this stuff. And yeah. Ornstein's normally spot on. He's a great journalist. Um, so he's normally spot on on these things. And, and maybe he doesn't know the full ins and outs of it. But have you got any idea for likely prices for Alexis McAllister? Well, he seems really confident, doesn't he, that he's, that he's leaving. He seems to just already known that he's leaving. Uh, his, his father's came out and spoke about it and just basically said, like, thanks to Brighton, but, but we are getting off type thing. Um, there's talk of, like, upwards of 70 for Casado, isn't he? Um, I think McAllister could go for a little bit less than that. Oh, really? Is that because he's got a year left on his contract? Mainly, yeah. Uh, and the fact that, that that new contract before the World Cup was immaculately timed from Brighton's perspective, but... I just can't see why he would have signed that at the age of 24, approaching his, pre his peak, without kind of some form of agreement being in there that he can leave, Brighton won't put up too many barriers and stuff. So I think 50, 60, potentially. See, that's, that seems quite low when you consider what Enzo Fernandez went with. And he's well better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you think he's better? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm being too, too, too modest there, but... I do think um, there seems to be a weird kind of agreement there where, where he won't cost billions. And if it's. Do you think he's going to go for more than Casado, do you? What did you say, Casado 70? Yeah, someone bid 70 for Casado in January and it got rejected. Wow. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was. I don't know, Casado, not looked into it at all, really, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was touching 80 for McAllister. Do you think, yeah? Maybe with the add-ons and stuff, maybe it's not easy up front. If we pay eighty million for Alexis McAllister, why didn't we just pay? I was going to say then, <laughs> will you think? Will you? Will that cross your mind then? Of course it will. The Bellingham stuff, because yeah. it, it will be a talking point. Mate, it? I'm I'm fully invested in Liverpool sneaking to the Champions League. Plot twist: we've got the money. <laughs> Let's go and get you, Bellingham. <laughs> and I know I'm deluded, but like. Why not? Because I think one of the reasons that Liverpool pulled out of Jude Bellingham is the forecast for no Champions League football next season. Yeah, which we covered, actually. 
Yeah, which we did on the deep dive. Of course, we covered it. <laughs> We've got two shows a week to fill in. We cover everything at the moment. There's not a story that escapes us. Um, so, I mean, like, I don't really think we're going in for Jude Bellingham, but I do think we're going to go for at least two midfielders, one centre-half, um, and possibly a DM, possibly. Did you see a celebration out of interest, Bellingham, on the weekend? The one where he said, I'm not, fuck the noise, I'm not going anywhere, yeah, or something yeah. like you that. Believe him? Um, I want to believe him like. <laughs> I, I want to believe him but I'm not sure I can do another 12 months of yeah, this no, yeah, I, I mean how many more deep dives on Jude Bellingham have we actually got in us at this point Josh I know it's um, painful yeah. I'm not sure is there anything else you want to touch on on McAllister before we wrap it up uh, I don't think so but the, the player I would compare him to most as I have tweeted this is, is, is that sounds the, like a yes to me <laughs> well it, it's he said just, no but I, I just think he's so similar to Gundogan yeah. and I think it's nice that Klopp has proved to get the most out of Gundogan, really, when he were at Dortmund. So I think he can be our version of that player. And um, with Thiago now 32, and uh, I think he's got a surgery at the minute, isn't he, for an injury, and he's always getting injured. So it would be nice to us to get that player in Liverpool's system for like the next five years, wasn't it? Yeah, 24 years old, man. You are sorting yourself out. That's the type of age profile of the player that we, we, we absolutely want here on the deep dive. I'm sure most Liverpool fans would be in exactly the same boat as us. Uh, we are going to record the second deep dive show. Uh, what's the fella's name, mate? <laughs> Uh, George Schmadk. George. George. <laughs> George. G-E-O-R-G-E. Why would you say that? Uh, well, I'd have gone with, like... Georg. Yeah. Do you think? Yeah. Well, it's not Jorge, which would be, like, the, the Portuguese sort of it was version of it. Straight right up, George. He comes, with a, he comes with a flag that's white with a red cross through the middle of it. Um, <laughs> get that he's got his own day. Get that translated up again. I, I will. Do, we'll, yeah, we'll get, we'll get that up. Um, <laughs> Manuel Ugarte Ribeiro. <laughs> that was still um, in my head days later, though. <laughs> I know he was texting me, like, a day or so later, going, I fucking can't stop saying this in my head, lad. Um, so, yeah, that, that. We're going to be doing it on Hulk Schmacker, maybe. Something like that. The, the potential new director of football. It's really interesting show Josh has lined up for us actually uh, looking at sort of the backstory of Liverpool's directors of football and the players that they've signed and why this might be a bit of a strange decision from Liverpool so if you want to see that it's on Red Men Plus if you sign up as a yearly club captain you get 50% off so £50 becomes £25 you get a year of deep dives a year of our documentaries a year of all our reactions and everything else for just £25 and the code for that is year and that is spelled Y E A R. Oh, God. I've got it in front of me. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> how do you spell year? Um, that has been the deep dive. We'll be over on Redmen Plus shortly, and I'll see you next time. Tra. Thanks for listening. If you want even more Bosch content and podcasts just like this, go over to redmenplus.com and sign up now.